Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 184 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go on the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being with us this week and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now this is part four of a small series I'm doing with the Chain Reaction Cycles Belfast Race Team. So before you jump into this one, I would advise you go back and listen to the other three. You'll get more of an insight into what we're chatting about today. But in this episode, it is my absolute pleasure to get Philip Mullen, commonly known as Beefy, on the podcast. Beefy is an unbelievable writer. He's been with Chain Reaction. Now, this is his third period with Chain Reaction. And believe it or not, somebody like Beefy, with the skills he has on a bike and how well he's liked in the Irish racing and how well he gets on and all the podiums he stands on. He was still surprised to get that phone call from Chain Reaction saying that they wanted him to come back on the team. They wanted his experience. They wanted his skills. They wanted him to be passing it down to the next generation. I don't know if that's how the conversation went, but I'm sure that's what the Chain Reaction guys were thinking. Uh, because Beefy's he's just so well known in the scene. He does a lot of cool stuff now. He's his own coaching business called Race Fit MTB, where he's helping everybody from young kids, you know, four or five years old, right up to weekend warriors like myself, get better, get more skillful, get more confidence on the bike. Beefy does all this and he's part-time. We get into that, we chat about that in the podcast and how he was doing this for a long time and not charging any money or anything. He was just doing it out of the love of, of the sport and the, just the kindness of his heart. So we chat about that. We also chat about why after 2017, Beefy seemed to be standing on most podiums. Now, if you go and look at his results, you'll see... You'll see something starting to appear, and it seems to be he had a really good result at one of the Vitus First Tracks Enduro events in 2017. I think that was a bronze, possibly. And then after that time, he seemed to be on most podiums. And we chat about that. We chat about mentally how that changed his thinking on racing and how that whole season changed things for him made him faster on a bike, made him more skillful on the bike, and also made him just a smarter rider in more ways than being fast from A to B. There's more kind of goes into it. And we chat to him about that. We also obviously chat to him about the chain reaction signing, how that came about, how he feels about that, what he thinks about the new New York Proof Mega and how he got on with that and change sizes and stuff a wee bit we also chat to him funnily why he's still on 27.5 inch wheels i know it's a debate that will go down in history but um it's good to, to hear beefy's side of it and why beefy still prefers the 7.5 wheel we get into that we get into so so much about uh, the upcoming race season etc and um, it was great to get him on the show as i say i think you'll really enjoy this one guys so i will get off the microphone I will let Beefy on, and uh, let's get Beefy on the MTB Tribe podcast. Hey, Beefy, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. It's awesome to get you on the show, bro. How's things with you? Not too bad, sir. Excellent, dude, excellent. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. Um, I know you're a busy man, and I know you don't really, you're not so keen on doing this kind of thing, so thank you so much. I'm privileged to get you on the podcast. Uh, not a bar. Cheers. <laughs> cool. Uh, we were chatting a wee bit off air there about everything that's going down. Obviously, the COVID thing and and riding bikes and stuff. Um, but you're from you're from Bali Kelly. So were you born in Bali Kelly or was it Lamavari? Um, I was actually born in Balmoney, but um, oh, were you? Oh, uh, sorry. Did you live there for a time or uh, for for a, for a very short time? Um, my mother, she'd be from near Bally Castle. Um, and then we moved, my mom and father moved to Lamavari then. Right, wow, I'm a Balamoni boy. 
<laughs> the Cowtown is supposed to be. Cowtown, that's it. That's it. Cowtown. Yeah, man, I moved to the port as soon as I was the legal age to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get near the sea or near mountains or something, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Aye, cool. Well, listen, you're you're a well-known character throughout the the mountain bike cruise in uh, in Ireland and Northern Ireland and stuff. So it'll be good to get you on. But listen, being from Bally Kelly, Lima Valley direction there, like, how did you get into mountain biking? What what first got you interested in it? Um, well, I'm a a field motocrosser. Uh, I tried it. Um, horrible, to be honest. Uh, couldn't couldn't get on there at all. Sort of. Right. Just, just couldn't couldn't gel with. Wanted to do it, couldn't couldn't gel with. Um, I had a few bad accidents, um, hurt the foot and stuff, and then decided to sort of pack it in. Mm-hmm. Bought a house, started renovating it, and that was wow. that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had a few few guys who I sort of knew were had mountain bikes and done a wee bit of biking, and that they said to me one day about coming out and just trying it, you know, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll see if I can get another bike here. What a Carrera, something like that, I think it was. Um, took it out and that was that was it. I was like, this is this is what I've been missing for three or four years here, just that sort of that sort yeah. of buzz. Yeah. You know, was, yeah, like what what age were you when you started motocross? Um I would say twenty twenty five, something like that there. Right. Wasn't, was far too old, to be honest. Yeah. Because it's interesting, you know, like, well, you'll know this as much as me, but even the guys I've on the podcast here from, you know, England and Scotland, Wales, wherever, quite a lot of them start off in motorbikes, man. Like, yeah. either trials, bike, or motocross, or some form of bike with an engine. And then, like, all of us that have tried our hand at that, it either becomes too sore on you or too expensive. <laughs> Ah, well, I, that's that too, yeah. You know, so you get into the mountain biking. So what age were you then when you got into mountain biking? I'll be 37 the next month. So I, was about, I think it was about 30, to be honest. Right, okay. So I was going to say, rel- well, relatively late for how freaking well you race. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, um, do you think coming from the motocross side of things, I, I know you, you didn't really or it sounds like you didn't really enjoy it there, but do you think that made you fast on a bike straight away? Well, I had spent a fair bit of time off the bike before I started biking, so um, you're sort of used to it. Well, I wouldn't say motocross and mountain biking is the same speed, but, you know, the speed is not really an issue then, you know, that sort of way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you sort of have you, you, some things you pick up, you don't realise you pick up, and then you just sort of transfer them across. But there's things you pick up all the time, and you don't even realize you're doing them, you know. So yeah, um, probably just yeah. that I would say. I yeah, for sure. Like anybody, because I'm quite interested in that whole thing. Because a lot of people, when they, well, you'll know from your teammate there, Chain Reaction Cycles. Now you know, um, Young Brown. So like, he came from that background, and as soon as he got on a mountain bike, the speed wasn't an issue. You know, he didn't seem. He didn't feel like he had to slow down because yeah. he he was used to that. Yeah. Um. And like he was saying on his show on his episode that y- you can't transfer the skills across; they just naturally transfer across quite a lot of them. You know. So. Yeah, and Jay Mike came from that background too and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Hi. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So tell me about the the mountain biking scene around Bally Kelly. Then what what's it like? What was it like when you started? There was a few guys who rode bikes out in Ballycarton, which is about um, 15 miles from here. And this is, this is road bike central right here. So it is at that time as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, only, the only bikes it was, there was the, the X-Series, came to Bally Kelly Forest sort of once a year. And that was all I sort of knew at that time. There wasn't much wasn't much happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was just a, a number of you guys out just, just for fun, really, right? There was... There was say three of us and then maybe four and then a couple of guys dropped away and then i'm still still standing yet yeah <laughs> wow classic man classic and what's the trails like i you know believe it or not me being in port rush i've never even read out there um 
I'm going to need you to guide me or whatever. But like, what's the trails like? Can you ex- describe them to us a bit? Well, Barakili is basically just an XE forest. There's, there's, it's very flat. Um, if anybody's been to Barakili, it's there's, there's, there's no steepness in it at all. It's just constant, mm. constant grinding. Uh, but <laughs> by the curtain out the out the out the road a bit, um, it's I think it's held um, downhill races in the past. Um, it would be. It would be steep and been hairy enough. Um, trails won't be that way long, but they're 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 good and they're fast. So mm-hmm. you know, but at the moment they're they're doing a bit of harvesting, so it's not easy got at at the moment. Right. Okay. As uh, they're just obviously they're just just guys have just made them over the years or whatever. What you know? A lot of it was there. You know, and there's a couple of guys here who just they would be working on stuff at all the time. And then last year I got a good crew of guys together from through the race fit thing and we were just all all winter we were just working at it the whole time and it was absolutely mental last year last yeah. summer so it was class class does it get wet in the winter like does it get really oh, doggy or? that's horrible <laughs> the worst place you get right in the world in the wet it's just I don't know everywhere else I'm going I go and yeah it's wet today and you're like, nice dry here and Molly Curtin is just into the ice all the time Aye, I seen footage uh, not so long ago there of some of the guys around Bally Castle, and dude, it just looked. You might as well have been in a ploughed field. Oh, Bally Castle's man compared to, <laughs> to Bally Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so you you'll be, dude. Wherever else you go, it's dry. Things are easy. Conditions are are sweet, right? Well, most times I. <laughs> <laughs> Good training ground, huh? Oh, that's 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 definitely it. Hmm. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. Uh, like, do you see round there, especially with all that natural kind of tree? And have you seen you guys coming into the scene? I uh, last year definitely. See, we we COVID. Um, you get a lot of COVID riders. We can sort of say, yeah. But um, I was sort of trying to push it a wee bit more so we could get more boys ready because a lot of Borway guys and motocross bikes too. You know, okay. you can spend you can spend the whole winter. Working so working on something and motocross motocross bike up in thirty seconds and just trash it. So I've seen that firsthand too. I was trying to sort of boost the profile of the place by getting you know sort of getting a bit more traffic through it, keep the bikes out. But at the same time, it isn't the place for the sort of it's not for the faint-hearted. So there was guys come up riding and I was like, somebody's going to get wrecked here and it's going to be now who's digging up here? Next thing your name's involved and things and you're like, oh Jesus, you know. So yeah. Sort of try to keep it, sort of knock that in the head to keep it a bit more low key. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, totally, totally. It's good you've got a wee scene going there. Um, uh, it's great to see. Like, I know a lot of the. Have you ever ridden Bally Castle? Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's quite. Like, I know a lot of the guys say it's really good there. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of one of the better ones about. Yep. Really? Wow. Jeez. Yeah. I must head over. Um, I'll maybe leave it until it's a bit drier, though, because I don't fancy taking the waders with me. <laughs> it's great variety of trails, you know, really, really good. Some really steep stuff and some really good long and dewy trails. Good, good variety. Yeah, perfect, man. That sounds good. Excellent. Now, I want to chat to you, obviously, about uh, chain reaction and, and getting re-signed onto the team, the Belfast squad and stuff like that. But first, like, how did you get into the racing thing? So you get into the mountain bike stuff. Like, how did you then kind of go up a level and get into the racing thing? Um, well, I had worked with a guy too, um, and he said he was doing like week um, club races mm-hmm. on, a, on a Wednesday evening. Um, but he, he told me, this is how I always remember this year, he said to me, I was like, oh, I have no license. He's like, oh, you don't need a license. You don't need a license. And so I landed over to Dava. Um, that's a guy, a guy, Alan Gilkison, who I ride with there quite a bit. He's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He was he was running the race, but at that time I didn't really know him. And I landed up anyway, and I was, oh, so I'm here to do a race. And he's like, "Have you got a license?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and he's like, oh, he, "Yeah, he can't race." <laughs> I was like, "What?" The? I said, "This man's told me, this man's told me, you know, I, I don't need a license to race." And he, and he sort of hummed and had and hummed and I was like, "All right, okay, you can race then." So I do remember it was like going down one of the Wolf Wolf's Hill or something to the the sort of halfway point across, and then back like a climb back up the hill again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was absolutely atrocious. One of the worst things I ever did in my life. But that was my that was my first race. Was that an, that was an enduro I take it? It was like an enduro. I don't know what you would call it to be honest. 
enduro slash XC. Something like that. I, I, I do remember them saying that was there were two guys who were going for the going for the going for the championship, and one guy was like more of an enduro side of guy, and another guy was XC. So they combined the two, so they would try and even the even the thing out for the both of them. Right. But it wasn't nice for the rest of us. No, and like, what was that first experience? You know, you obviously wasn't really what you were expecting or whatever, but it didn't put you off, obviously. You know, you kept going. Like, did you give it another go? Or? Oh, de- oh, definitely. I, I, it's, I'd be as competitive in it, you know, as anything, to be honest. So, yeah. And going fast and just the buzz, you know, just it just brings you back every time. You know, you could be off the bike for a month, month and a half and go somewhere and you, you just, that, all, that just comes back to you, just that, just that buzz. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally, like you guys are all very competitive. There's no doubt about that. You know, I think you have to be, for sure. Um, it's just when you get ready to go, that old red mist comes on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, what was the what was the crowds like then? Was there many guys competing then? How long ago would that have been? That would have been about. Um, it must have been sort of late 2013, early 2014. Right, right. Um, I missed a full year then because really a full year from say April to right around the next summer I had a bad, had a bad foot accident. Um, well, I go there right enough because it's uh, <laughs> a really stupid story that probably should never happen. But at the same time, it was a, a thing that happened, a serious thing that happened. But it was it needed to happen to sort of set me in the right way. So I'm, I'm sort of had a bad accident, but it was a good accident in a good way. Right, good accident and. Getting your head straightened out, or I uh, getting sending me saying, right, this is I need to wise up and just mm-hmm. go that way instead of going this way. All right, okay, so it was maybe not too legal that <laughs> the way you broke your foot. <laughs> well, just not, we'll not go there. All right, okay, we'll skip that one. We'll leave, we'll wait till we stop recording and then you can film me. <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you then. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I was looking over your results here. And I was noticing you were obviously doing very, very, you know, you were still obviously doing really well, 15, 16. But there was a time, there was a midpoint in 2017 where you got the bronze. And then from there on, Beefy, you just, so it was like third, first, first, second, third, first, first, third, third, first, eighth. Like you just, you were blowing it up. What happened there? What happened at that race? In 2017? Yeah, that was the fighters' first tracks in Enduro Cup. It was the that, third one in Bigwood, I think. Yeah, Bigwood, yeah. Um, I don't, I, I honestly, I, I can't really remember that far back. Um, see, Bigwood isn't, Bigwood to me isn't, isn't that um, steep or, you know, it's just a, it's just a grown sort of pedaling match. You know, you obviously need your skills for some bits of it, but most of it's, it would sort of remind me on Billy Kelly, but you know, and right. I don't know a lot of training in there, you know, and because I know what it is, you know, and anybody who does, who sort of comes to my race, that thing as well, and we would do stages now, I'd say, look, you know, we'll, we'll do this here because, you know, if you can blast through this here as fast as you can and get to the end, you know, you'll have, you'll have the last end doing any other stage because it'll be, you just take that axis and tip it, tip it so it's more downhill, then you'll have, you'll have that speed in your legs. Mm-hmm. So I think just blasting around by Achilles, just a grill match the whole time just sets you up nice for when you actually go somewhere. There's a wee bit of a there's a wee bit of altitude that you can you can just sort of let the brakes off and then your 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 legs are ready there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you went that. I'm trying to get at here really, I suppose, is, you know, you were doing well up to that point, but after you got that bronze, you really started to compete and you were on podiums all the time. Was it a confidence thing, do you think, changed with you? Did you take it more serious because you got that third place? Do you think anything changed that way? Did you become more competitive? Like, what happened? Well, I was I was playing football too, as well as riding bikes, and then I knocked the football on the head. I just was like, right, I can't, I can't do two things because you're running, cycling, they just don't, well, unless you're like a t- top athlete to me, I don't think they go in hand in hand because... They're just they're just too different. Um, mm-hmm. But I do. I don't know. To be honest, I remember texting Glenn sort of one winter, and I and after I had sort of got that 
third place and I said to him, I, I want them more than there. And he said to me, get after it, boy. And then, I don't know, just... Yeah. 2018, 2018 was a great year for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of boys who were driving me there. Um, they were like, oh, you had a real fortunate year that year. But, you know, you have to go to the races and you have to be two in front of you. It's as simple as that. You know, you just... You know, it's, you, have, you have to be there. Something. Exactly. Well, you know, everybody else is competing for the same thing. So, yeah. you know, it's either going to, you have to obviously compete to to get on the podium for sure. Yeah, um, yeah you've done quite a lot of races in 2018 as, as well there. Like I, you were. I think I think that as well. See, pre, prior to that, we were sort of just doing Fighters' Cups, which was a race every month or every month and a half or something. And then you go and do it. We sort of started. Me and Mark we used to ride the chair action as well. Um, we decided we would sort of just do this round and then do this round. And we'll, we'll go and do this here. I will do this here. And we just kept just kept picking them off the calendar. Me and him mm-hmm. up in the country and his father was up down the, up in the, down the country relentlessly. Um, and we just kept picking them off. But see, rolling, rolling three seasons and the one, one season there that we did prior just brought everything. That's that that was that was the thing. Getting all them doing three seasons, you know, doing say eight races over three years and then rolling sixteen races in the one year. Mm. Just that that's that's the difference. Because you're you're on the bike constantly. Just mm-hmm. right. You know, you're you're just racing all the time. And they say the best the best form of practice is racing. Yeah. 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 You find that that yeah that you could be you could be super fast, I suppose, and super skillful on the bike. But if, if you have no experience actually racing and how to kind of, I suppose, hold yourself back at some stages and things like that, and, and get that competitor's head on, I suppose it's two very different things, right? If you're, I think if, if you're if you're racing once once a month, you know, it's just you know you're not getting in that flow. If you're racing. Weekend, weekend, weekend off. Weekend, weekend, weekend. You know, it's just it's your your head's never out of that out of that way of thinking. Yeah. You know, when you're starting work here on a Wednesday, all you're thinking about is getting away at the weekend to go racing. Why? You know. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> and and like, in fairness, we can in Ireland now you could race every weekend if you wanted to. No problem. We've done it. You know, we've done it. Yeah. Me wow. And Mark, me, me and Mark done it. Mhm. That's Two. nuts, man. Two years ago, we went to every race. It was we done we done every race. Wow! And like over that time period, have you seen that scene change at all? Have you seen more people enter it competitively? Have you seen more more competitors? Um, ah, it's definitely ah, it's definitely took off. You know, there's there's guys come in and they just be fast straight off the bat. I don't remember we went to Ball in the Stow. Um, it was 2019. And I remember starting at the start at the at the start of stage one, and I could hear this guy's voice, and I said, "This, this boy here, this boy here's from the north, it's actually Chris Brown." And then um, didn't didn't know him; he was just down there for the first time doing it. I think that was her first, maybe maybe been her second. No, it was her second time then, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard this guy's voice, and then that's we sort of kept an eye on these boys to see what they're doing. <laughs> um, he was wicked fast from from the get go, especially from com- coming out of nowhere. Yeah. No, he was fast. I got him on the podcast back in the day because he had basically, I think if I can remember right, he had been on a mountain bike for three months or something. Yeah. But then he was fair. He was he was high grade in the old trials biking and stuff. You see. Yeah. So the, obviously, you you know. Well, I suppose you guys haven't had a chance to meet up really much. Oh well, I, we sort of after well twenty twenty nineteen then I was sort of getting started chatting a bit more near the end of the season and stuff got there. Yeah, but I, I have uh, I have been speaking to them socially distanced now in the shop as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, eh? Yeah, I I don't know. You know, it's funny, man. I was in I went into the supermarket the day and it said no face covering, no entry, and I thought if you'd have tried to have done that a couple of years ago, you'd have soon been left it with handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted on, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh dear, dear, crazy! Well, I suppose it all depends on what kind of face cover you're wearing. Well, that's it. That's it. You know, those—it's hard to get a balaclava with the mouth covered these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, somebody would have one under the mattress somewhere. 
Oh, I, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. It's just it's going to be funny when this whole thing it comes to an end, and you don't need face masks. What they'll say if you do walk in with one on, you know what I mean? Yeah, that'll be the time. Uh, but classic, man. And you know, do you like seeing more people entering the races? Do you like to see that bigger that bigger ton of people flowing in and getting on bikes and stuff? Do you like that kind of thing? Oh, definitely. It's good to see the sport thriving. Um, through all ages, at that too. You know, to me. You can start this at any age, to be honest, but, you know, it's good to see the youth coming through. You know, I'm reverting back to the race fit thing again there. I have a group of, I would say, 30 people, plus their kids, and the steps that they've made with me this last year, and the guys who I've trained before that, before the sort of race, thing, race fit thing took off, the, the progress them guys made as well was unreal, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good, eh? And let's chat about the race fit MTB coaching that you do, because um, you started that. That's quite a recent thing you started, is it? Uh, it's, um, well, sort of officially, maybe about a year, but unofficially, maybe I'm dead second year now. Okay, okay, cool. And I suppose uh, COVID's not obviously helped with that at all. Um, what what made you start that, Beefy? What made you want to go down that kind of that route? I knew a couple of guys... Um, and they're like, you know, we should come out and do a bit of coaching. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I would ever come. And oh, they like, oh, we know a couple of guys who would come. Um, like the first night we had it, there was maybe six, seven guys, and they just kept coming and kept coming. Maybe adding an R guy on and an R guy, and mm-hmm. just sort of. Next thing you know, you maybe ten guys. You know, wow. And we were just constantly just bombing around the forest, steady. And, Mark even came over a few nights too as well, way over from uh, where he lives. He wants a good old drive. And, mm-hmm. um, that was good now. It was good. Definitely good. Um, and at that time too, I said to them, look, you know, I, I'm not even qualified to do this, to be honest. You know, it's just me trying to pass on the knowledge that I know. So, like, I wasn't even charging them for like, for a full year. They were just wow. coming, coming and loving it. So they were, it was good because it was good. I was building sort of like a, like a base of guys around me who could learn as well but it meant that you know if I needed if we needed to do any digging and take trails and stuff they were all mad to do it so you know we we, we got we smashed out some work up by curtain and, and, I, and I see and I went there just because we had so many hands to do it you know mm-hmm. and then they got yeah. the benefit they got the benefit from them too right in the summer so of course sort of worked hand in hand yeah class man class and like was it was that something you ever thought you would like to do you know I did speak to, I seen uh, Happy Tommy. Um, he was he works in Castle Well there, and he had done his coaching. And I said to him, and I, I he said to me, you know, it's a fair fair bit of money to get the the qualifications and their um, health and health and safety and stuff we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Even at that, we done we done the course. That was Grammy and Killian Callahan did it the same day. All right, cool. Um, and then the guys actually who I was coaching for that year prior, they actually paid for my uh, my sort of first aid course. So they did. Wow, cool. I was I was really appreciative of that. So um, after that, then sort of get it going, and then it, it just exploded. Then. I exploded. There was nights that I had twenty people, easy. Really? Wow. So I, had, I had a beginners group and I had an experienced group. So I had twenty in the beginners, and then about maybe fifteen to sometimes twenty experienced group as well. And that was over Tuesday and Thursday. That's unreal. And were you charging at this stage? We started to charge then. I. I. Wow! Happy days, man. Like. You know, what was the kind of, what were your clientele like? You know, tell us a wee bit more about them. Was, was there a lot of kids there? Was Did you see more girls getting involved? We had a few girls, as in ladies. Um, there was a couple of younger girls as well. Um, a couple of, like, sort of dads and lads and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, a, more older guys, too. Um, not a lot of, sort of, youth... When I say youth, I mean say from ten to sixteen riders. Right. Okay. At, at the start, but they're sort of they're they're more coming through now. Um. Mm. But um, no, brilliant. Um, 
the youngest wee girl I have, she's five. Jeez. <laughs> she, she blows my mind every time she's out because it's just like water for ducks back. You, you know, I don't obviously send her down these crazy, crazy trails, but <laughs> I get her to do stuff that's sort of pushing the boundaries. And like, and I would stand and say, look, you know, if anything goes wrong, I'll, I'll catch you here. And her dad's there too. Um, but it's just, you know, and you say to her, that's unreal. And she's like, mm, you know, just, mm, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't just, doesn't care. It's, it's, yeah. It's mental. Wow. What kind of bike is she on? She's on a wee Vitus 20 inch, we we rigid frame bike. We rigid one, wow. We, we rigid one, aye. Like, <laughs> it's like, there's like a, like a bit of a bit of a sort of rock drop stone jump thing in, in Ballykill there too, and she just flies over it, no bother. <laughs> aye, there you are, man. There you are. Isn't that amazing? Oh. Do, you, do you see many families coming out as a group? You know, mum, dad, yeah, kids or dad, that. kids, yeah. There's there's a few, you know, um, ones that I'm actually very friendly now, the McLennans, they, um, their son Owen, he contacted me through the page and I was like, who's this lad here? And then he came out and then his, his dad came out and then his wee brother came out and now his mum's out too. And the only one, the only one hasn't come out yet is his sister, but she doesn't ride bikes at all. But I'd be doing very well if I got, if I got her out. <laughs> but no, they're, they're, they're out every weekend without fail. Not, no boredom. Yeah, amazing, man, amazing. Like, you're bound to be blown away at how, how well that's doing. It's, it's crazy because there's days, you know, I would go home on a Saturday and I'd be raving to Kira, my girlfriend, about how well everybody's done, you know. And so we we, we end up, I'll just sort of jump in bit here, we've done a race for the kids then, sort of, um, not that long, well, well, quite a while ago now when I sort of think about it, but um, I was up to Heido just because they were <laughs> they were all racing because it was like like, like your own kids you know because you, you'd be with them sort of nearly every week weekend and yeah they're always taking steps and then when you, when you actually see them racing you're sort of you're running around like a madman trying to you're trying to sort of coach them <laughs> as well as make sure they don't kill themselves as well uh-huh. but uh, I think that day we had about I think about 18 kids racing wow man that's amazing and you know like the scene needs it, you know what I mean? Like, I know the scene's really healthy at the minute and stuff, but unless you've got those younger kids coming through, it can very quickly die off, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's yeah. just something out of the ordinary, you know. That it's, a, it's a small circle, you know, when you're in the circle, you think yourself, oh, this is massive, this, this bike and thing's massive, but if it's like everything else, if you're not in that circle, then, you know, you don't know anything about it. Yeah, and sometimes I think for new riders... You know, you know, well, talking to people via the podcast and stuff anyway, a lot of people, especially young girls and stuff, they get, they're quite intimidated because everybody, if you're outside it, it's like you say, everybody in it seems to know everybody else. Yeah. So it's almost like trying to get into some kind of group that, you, you know, you're a bit scared in case you're not welcomed or something, you know, or you shouldn't even be trying to get into it. It's a bit. <laughs> You know, which is which is not like that, as you know. No, it's definitely not like that. No, um, so that's great to see you getting these younger people involved and stuff. It's amazing, like. That's good now, and then uh, the the week the week after, then we had the like the sort of the dads and the all the older guys racing. So two weekends were away, sort of like two race weekends back to back. So it was pretty pretty good, like. Yeah, and was this just down down with you? Just down by Killer, yeah. Yeah. Excellent, man. Excellent. You know, I, I can just imagine those young kids when they, you know, when they get further afield and they're out riding around the country and stuff, and they're like, you know, they, you know, they ride up and meet some guys, and they're like, "Who are you?" And we're like, "Oh well, I'm such and such. Beefy coaches me." I can just see it. I can just see it. And that's the route. That's their. That that's the ice broke. They're straight in there. Amazing. <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, how can people get involved then or find out more? Have you got a Facebook page? It's on, it's on Facebook and Instagram there, so it is. Okay, cool, man, cool. And what's your plans? Is it normally a couple of nights a week or? Well, at the minute, that's, that's maybe yeah. sacked, sacked at the minute. But yeah. um, hopefully when we get to the end of this lockdown, we get maybe, well, it all depends on what the, what the guys up in the big house say we can do. You know, so it's all into that. But yeah. um 
hopefully we'll I'll get the, the relevant information up when when I know mm-hmm. better. You know? When you know what you can do, yeah, I'm happy yeah. days. Yeah, and we'll put links in the show notes for that as well for somebody that's interested. Cool, man. All right, let's chat. Uh, well, first of all, let's before we jump into the chain reaction thing, let's chat a wee bit because this is something I think we need to talk a wee bit more about on the podcast as well as about local clubs and stuff. Um, and you're heavily involved with your your local club, at SMTB. Tell us a wee bit about that, Beef, if you don't mind. Um, yet again, um, back to Alan Dilkson, the guy who was running the race <laughs> many moons ago. I sort of he's a he's a long time friend of mine now, and um, Paul Taylor as well. Um, we so I sort of pestered him for a long time about starting a club, and they were like, "Nah, it's too much hassle." And, <laughs> Look, we'll just we'll start a club now. Nah, you don't understand. It's too much work. And I chatted a few other guys. I talked to Mark's dad as well, Don. And he was like, "No, nah, it's it's more boring. It's worth." And I got I finally broke them down, and we decided then. Well, we got Stephen McDonald on board too. Um, and then we decided we we went up. We had a meeting, and the club then was formed. Um, but it's uh, it's it's not really. A, I can't really say it's a local club to me because it's. Guys from Lisburn and guys from Mid Ulster yeah. and guys from everywhere, guys from Bally Castle. Like it's not. That's a. You could probably say it's a full on North club. Really, it's not. It's not local to me. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, how many have you got in the club? I think the last time we chatted, now this was the end of last year. Um, we had fifty. What? I. Jesus, you 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 must be breeding mountain bikers up. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that these these guys from everywhere. It's not just not just yeah. people. Um, but I know it's a wee bit slower this time trying to get guys in because people are just a wee bit. Nobody knows what the story is, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's the problem at the minute. But now the last count, the uh, end of last year we had 50 members. Yeah. So what do you think for somebody that isn't involved in a club? Um, what what would you say the benefit is to joining a club, their local club or your club or whatever? You know, what's the benefit of that? Well, you're meeting people who are sort of like-minded, and you know, if you if you're struggling for people to go out and ride with, then you know these people are you know everybody's in a group. When we have club group chat, we have group chats for this and that and the other, and you know you can just say on throw it on there, saying look, you know, anybody going such and such a place, or I'm going such and such place, anybody want to come along? It's, it's good for that, and plus you know you can have the guys who maybe maybe like myself, he. You see, you're like, geez, that's your man there. Not that anybody, not that I'm anybody special right enough, but, you know, you, you could be out in the rain with guys who, you know, you would never think you'd ever be riding with, you know, that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. So, yeah. it's good. And it's, you know, it's good. We try and, try and run sort of wee club race and stuff we got there and that's that and all. We're trying to get people ready for it. Just go out and enjoy biking, basically. Simple as that. I totally, totally have a group of people you can do it with. Do you meet once a month, or is there anything like that? Well, they're all they're all organised and they have been organised, but um, yet again, COVID has kicked out. Yeah, you know. but normally, would you you would kind of meet on a regular basis, kind of thing? Or? Yeah, we meet once a month. Um, whether it be by Castle, Ross River, Bigwood, whatever, just once a month and get a good group of guys out and basically just. Group of adults just messing about, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it something? Is it something you know, guys? Because a lot of clubs have race teams, right? Do you think the guys are wanting a race team out or anything? Would you, did you ever think of that kind of way? Or? Well, everybody who really is in the club, I would say about eighty percent of it does race. So, you know. It's not really a race. Well, you can't really say a team. It's just everybody sort of, majority of the club races. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that's, aye, yeah. Good. Well, that'd be a good club to get into because you'd be on the tail of a lot of fast boys, I would say. <laughs> There's a fair few boys out there. They're, they're pretty sharp, all right. <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it's something I think, you know, I suppose that's one thing to do if you're wanting to get into the scene and kind of, learn more about it and, and get faster and, and learn certain skills and stuff is to join a local club, right? To join a yeah. club near to you or something. Oh, definitely. Um, I know cl- clubs have sort of started um, Trail Demons. I heard, I remember them back and they just, they got massive and then they just, I don't know where they're at now to be honest. They um, just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, Gorchin as well, they're, they'll be close to us. Um, 
that's a very good club now. Mike Megan's quite very strong up there. You know, Keelan and yeah. Donzo. Donzo and the guys up there have a, have a good sort of good setup going up there as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, no. Totally, man. Totally. All right, cool. Uh, all right, let's chat chain reaction then. Uh, you've been re-signed. Happy about it? I don't know how I managed that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you've been with them. Is this your third stint with them? This, this is year three, yeah. Yeah, happy days, man. Uh, you know, it's well, I know why you've been re-signed, because if anybody goes on and looks at your results... That's one of the reasons. Um, I'm sure they're happy to have their jersey on your back. Uh, there's lots of little gold cups there and silver cups beside your name, so <laughs> you're doing something. The thing is, I haven't, been, I haven't been able to do that, so that's the, that's the problem I have facing at the minute. Yeah, yeah, but everybody's in the same boat, so. Yeah, I suppose. That's the, that's the way it is. Um, you know, some guys will come back to it more rusty than others, but you're into your fitness and training anyway, aren't you? So you should be pretty pretty ready to go, especially if you're cycling up around freaking Bally Kelly by the sounds of things. So. At, the, at the minute, I, I'm I don't really like this time of year because I just I just I'm a fellow farewell rider to be honest. So um, I've been out the days it's been decent, but if it's raining at all, uh, you'll see me out. Simple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you got the phone call from Gene Reaction, were you surprised or? I was surprised. Yeah, I was. Um, I was because um, I'll be thirty-seven next month. Um, I thought myself, these young guys. Well, I thought the young guys would just, you know, it's been a thanks, Beefy. You've done your job. Thank you very much. You know, see you later, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, I was. Prepared for it. Um, I was happy enough to sort of maybe get get the thanks, but no thanks. I was sort of prepared for it, to be fair, but mm-hmm. it didn't come. I got <laughs> a shock, to be honest. Yeah. But happy days. You know, they know they need somebody with your experience in there too. It's, you know, and I know Dave, chatting to Dave's very, very happy with the squad. So... You know, well done to you and Hannah as well. Hannah got re-signed as well, obviously, and um, so it's cool. Like, are you are you are you glad to see Hannah back on the squad as well? You have a good relationship, yeah. Uh, it's like sort of bittersweet because um, we have a good relationship with our two guys as well. Like I know Mark, me and Mark travelled. Mm-hmm, of course, me, me and Mark travelled for two years all every weekend. So it was it was a bit sad um, to see him go. Um, Daniel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, things and it'll happen to me as well. Things things just can't stay the same forever. But yeah, um, no, Hannah's 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 a great girl, really. Um, I do have a good relationship with her. Be fair, she's <laughs> carrying on the bit and fight the bit out. To be honest, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, she speaks highly of you, so you're all right. Um, cool, like. Being part of somebody like Chain Reaction, big squad, obviously. Um, like, how do you find their support? Do you do you find that kind of support really helpful on race day and stuff? Well, they give you everything you need. You know, you give you all the tools. You know, there's not there's not much more you know you can do. It's just you need to be ready yourself then because you've all the tools. You just had to go and use them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and their support. You know, everything's there. Tent set up, you know, everything's nice and relaxed. You know, throw the bike in, get out of the wee check over. You know, it's just that that side of it too, as well, because I am the worst bike mechanic in the world. <laughs> I cannot, I'm not even getting that anyway, but I just, I'm not a bike mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that peace of mind as well is, you know, just, you know, bike's ready, just go and do it. Simple. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, you know. When, when guys do get signed onto a team like a professional team like that with mechanics on site to help you out and all like that's the one thing they say they appreciate the most as the mechanics because they can then concentrate on racing they don't have to worry about have they this part that part can they change this do they have to go and try and source this if they get the right tools all that's just gone and you can just concentrate on what you're there to do is ride the bike ride the bike yeah like there's boxes there 
red box with kit on it and there's everything under the shining sun to get you going again. Like you could uh, bar a frame, you could break a frame, or you know, you break a frame, you be out, but anything else, you could you could break it and there's something there to replace it. Simple, like, um, yeah. Oh, I think Hannah's only one's wrecked something that bad, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic. So you're on the new Mega. What setup did you go for? I went for, well, I initially went for a large for some reason, a large 27 and a half. I had in my head that I must have grew six inches or something and I wanted a large. <laughs> and then I decided then, no, this bike's, this bike's too big. So I had a, had a ring jack and see if he get me a, get me a medium. <laughs> um, I sort of realised when I went to put the bike in the back of the van, it didn't fit. <laughs> oh dear. I knew it was too big and then, uh, so... To be fair, he, he had he, he had an, he had another bike for me in no time, so I took it up and, and he had it sitting ready. So uh, massive thanks for that. Yeah, you know, totally. I, like you know, it's not a, it's not it's not a cheap bike to be saying. Nah, I want this size. No, nah, I want that size. You know, so thanks then for swapping it. So and we no baller either. You should have given me a bit now. Back side yeah. for enough, but it said nothing. So happy days, happy days. And what height are you, baby? I always tell everybody I'm six foot, but I'm only five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, five foot eight, and you went for a large. Aye, I, I don't even go there. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I had, because I, I had the I had the demo. I had the demo uh, grey one, and I had it on a Saturday, and I had to go back on a Sunday, so I took a quick spin on it, but. It, when I when I know when I sat in the sat in the one I have now, I remember that arm was horribly set up because I, I sat on the, on the back end just like sank away down. Yeah, the front, the front barely moved, and I was like, and I just like rode it around the bit of the forest where we do the training, and I was like, oh, this thing's too small, and I just Aye. I just set it to the side, and that's what that's what I had judgment off. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting, you know, you say that because. <clears throat> The guys lent me the Mega, and it's probably that same one that you were on, you know, the demo one. Yeah. And it's a medium. I'm five foot ten. It's a medium. And medium would be kind of my size, you know. And when I sat on it and was pedaling it, it did feel it did feel a bit small. You know, uh-huh. so I can actually see where you're coming from, but I think you just sit into those megas a little bit more. They're just a different geometry on them, you know. Well, because I had a weight well, I sort of didn't say nothing for maybe a week and a half, two weeks, and um, didn't say that the wrong bike. So everybody, <laughs> else, everybody else went testing, Chris, and um, they were all sort of done their own testing. So when I got the, I realised the end of our bike, the bike was the wrong size, and then I got Jack to change it. So me and Chris aren't, Chris is maybe slightly lighter than me, but um, so I used his settings then to get it dialed in. So I'd only read it, what, last two weekends ago for the first time for like done 10 miles but I only took it like, like a mile spin before mm-hmm. uh, so then I got his sentence put on it there and then I took it to took it to Gorchen and it's not far away it, and it's not that one that, that I have now 100 times better set up than that, that grey one the demo one so yeah. I was like I was sort of panicking I was like this bike's going to be this bike's going to be wrong and that, that was, I was just right to be aye aye totally and I suppose you haven't had the opportunity to meet up with the chain reaction boys to get her set up dialed in 100 percent for you I'll that have, hasn't happened i have chris's settings and maybe a bit more air pressure and there it doesn't seem doesn't seem far away but i need to, i need to go somewhere it's a bit more rough so i can get a better a better yeah. gotcha yeah. just wouldn't be just one of the best for for setting set my bike yeah yeah totally um so did you still go with the 27.5 oh 27.5 yeah right and uh, why is that? Have you tried 29ers before or what's your thinking on it? Um, I just think I'm a small guy, so 29er maybe just won't suit. I don't know, it's been in my head again, but sort of stick with what you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm thinking now, you know, if we're not going to get racing for, say, another three or four months, you know, could have went by 29er and you, you would probably have been used to it by then, you know, but... Um, I just have to buy myself a scout frame on this 29er, so I'm going to, I'm sort of going that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's it's hard, man, to know. Like, when I initially tried the 29ers out, 
I didn't really like them. And to me, they just wanted to go straight. You know what I mean? Um, but then that's me coming from, like, my normal bike was a 26-inch wheel. So, like, I'm real old freaking school, <laughs> you know. Um, but, and I'll, I, I will say it because, and people are going to be sick of hearing me saying this on the podcast, but Dave lent me the the reactor, the nuke-proof yeah. reactor, and that was a 29er. And I know it's got a smaller smaller suspension and, and set up and stuff, but, dude, that bike was unreal. Yeah, it, I heard that. You said that. You said that before. There, I it's really sold me on 29ers. I'll be honest. I know. You know I I had the demo. I had a demo Mega. Maybe most of my last year, the year before, I had it. It was a 29er. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't. I remember it might have been set up, and I took it up to buy curtain and had a spin on it, and I just felt a wee bit clumsy on it. Mm. But at the same time. It's like everything else, you just can't take one right out and go, ah, it's not good. You know, you need to, you need to spend a wee bit of time on it. You know, it's, you just can't, make, you can't make assumptions up and just half a day spin, you know. No, the, very, very true. Them things take time to sort of get used to. It's like any, like any bike, you know, you get on it and you're like, you need to take a wee bit of time to get used to this here because they they're all different. They're all totally different. That's it. That's it. And I know, you see, the funny thing is that reactor, the the guys at Gene Racks and lent me, it was, you know, it was a four grand bike. So, yeah. It's not like it was a cheap bike, you know. What it was full carbon, etc., and real high spec components on it. So obviously, it's going to feel good, like yeah. you know. So it would just be if you spent, if you went for the same reactor that cost, let's say, two grand, is it going to feel as good as that? You know. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's it, surely it can't because you know. Yeah. Not, it just can't. It just can't. Like. Mm. I know, it, I know, shouldn't. I, 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 <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't. You know, if that was a case, then you know everybody just go and buy a two grand bike. Yeah, exactly. What would be the point in buying a four grand or whatever? Yeah, but very I, true. I think Killing Reeves about the Killing Reeves about he raves about the reactor as well. Mm. But that one he has, she'd be a top dog. Like that's that's a really nice bike as well. That yeah, bottle blue with a yeah. Yeah, you see, with the smaller, I don't know what they've done, but because I'm not that technically minded, like, but. With the smaller travel, so one one forty in the front, one thirty in the rear, um, and with the twenty nine er wheels, you know it wouldn't suit a lot of used guys and what used guys are doing. You you obviously need the the bigger travel, but certainly for what I do in the trails, I normally ride and like you know you do see Keelan out on it a lot when he's training and stuff like that. It's perfect, man. It's a great great bike. Like I would say, if that bike is set up the way Keelan has a set up, it's probably more than enough for everything here yeah yeah because keenan know. won't be taking it easy in that thing wherever he goes like oh, definitely not <laughs> uh, so cool have you got have you had a chance to get out in one of the giggers yet no i haven't even seen one flesh i haven't i haven't, haven't been up this door not yeah i so haven't well i was asking hannah on last week's episode how chris you know a newbie to the team how did he get his hands on one so so quick <laughs> sure he only lives 10 minutes away from the shop sure <laughs> I'm nearly two hours away here. <laughs> I, you know, that they slipped in that. They should have been offering it to you, Hannah, first. That was shocking. Oh, well. <laughs> he loved it, though. He thought it was a great piece of gear. I did say no, it was, it was some wagon. Aye, aye, happy days. That'll be interesting to see one of those. I'm going up to the store tomorrow, actually, so I might, I might get a look at one. Class, nice. class. Uh, so what's... Uh, What's your thinking on this season if it happens? Have you any goals set up? What What do you think the racing thing will bring? I, don't, I honestly don't know. Um, I want to get some racing, some description. Although we've all, me and Hannah and the other two guys have signed up to do Tweed Love in oh, September. So we've all signed up to do that there. Hopefully we get to go and hopefully it goes ahead because that is one hell of a race. Yeah. It is, I've done it in 2018, 2017, 2018, and that is a race. That is, that is some race weekend. That's probably one of the best I've ever done. Yeah, yeah, totally. When you're traveling and stuff, do you, does the team travel together or do you just meet down there? You just meet down there. A few times, um, Hannah, Mark, and myself, we, we travel down together. Um, Daniel always went with his parents because obviously he was a good bit younger. Um, 
but now a few times we've been away and we've, we've stayed away like well <laughs> we've had a few, fair few laughs some, that's good good camaraderie knowing everybody gets away you know what a laugh oh good, totally good good team bond too Ah, oh, for sure, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, have you guys got campers on camper vans? Campers are going crazy at the minute. You couldn't buy one for love nor money. No, that's another thing too. Like I do need a new van about five years ago, to be honest. Um, but this year, I, I don't know what you know. I buy a bigger van now, and there's nothing going to happen. Or do I buy a big van, turn into a camper, and, and just I've had something, some sort of something ahead they plan for. I would sort of make a move and buy something to suit but mm-hmm. the minute I'm just, I'm just holding tight yeah see what happens well I'm told by some de- deals on them that they're a thousand pound too expensive at the minute anyway so sure. <laughs> everything's the same <laughs> yeah so uh, hold off uh, once all these um, checks these this free money stops this helicopter money or whatever they're calling it now once that all stops you might see a few more of them coming on the market for sale <laughs> uh, you might do aye. we might not have any money to buy them then that's the thing that's the problem why that's the problem let's touch quickly on training and gym stuff do you do any kind of mountain bike specific training um at the minute there we're well because gyms is shut we're doing zoom sessions in the house here Yes. <laughs> um, we Element Fitness is showing up the road for me, Jordan and Sarah. Um, two really good people. Um, sort of they're doing the Zoom sessions there. I wasn't that keen on them in the first lockdown, and I sort of went and done my own stuff. And then they're like, "Look, give these a go, and we'll give you the bits and pieces that you need to mm-hmm. to do them, do them right." You know, with heavier weights and stuff, and. Although the woman's kicking off with me sweating up the living room right enough, but it's <laughs> they're good sessions, I must say. They're good sessions. Um, three nights a week there, and then I was out on the bike there on Tuesday night. I would have been out tonight again, but you've double booked me, so. Um, oh dear. <laughs> so I'll get, a, I'll get a night off tonight. So uh-huh. no, it's from from Christmas there, it's been three nights a week steady, you know. Yeah. Maybe four, and then the weekend as well, getting out on, getting out on the bike again as well yeah so, trying to keep the trying to keep the fitness up trying to keep the fitness up and keep the weight off that's mm-hmm. the problem yeah like i know a lot of people get into fitness over the covid thing and we're training all but i i personally would go the other way if you know if i didn't keep myself busy i would go the other way i'd be more apt to freaking start eating worse and you know i don't know it's just me maybe just being lazy uh, well like i've been I've played football for six, seven years and I've raced bikes now, so I've been training steady three nights a week for as long as I can remember. So it's just, if you're not doing something now, you get all antsy in the house because you're like, oh, I should be doing something here rather than sitting there. Yes, a curse, man, when you don't, you know, you don't want to do it, but if you don't do it, you're really mad at yourself. (laughs) It's it's like that there, yeah. And, you know, I I, I love going to the gym too because I got... It's just good old vibe being good people and everybody's training hard. It's good, it's good, the good aura about it, you know. Yeah, it's good to motivate you for sure. You need that. It's hard, it's hard to do it yourself, and I'm, I suppose maybe that's how the Zoom thing helps too. You know, if you're supposed to kind of show up, you kind of have yeah. to show up. You know, so yeah, to do it yourself, and you always say, oh, "I'll, I'll do it in half an hour. I'll do this first, and then before you know it, it's bedtime." You know, ah, it's bedtime, and then it's the next day. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Have you anything planned for race holidays or anything beefy? Would you like to hit more zine or something? More zine's the cool place to be at the minute. Well, I know Mark went to more zine a few times and came back and he showed me videos and the sat and and stuff. And I went with a couple of guys to um, Wales the end of last year. And to be honest, that place blew my mind. And that's just depressed me ever since. And if I went really? to Mars, I'd probably up sticks and go and never come back. Aye. Because like even just going to Wales, like when we went to uh, Antor Stanyog, uh, Revs, Revs was, and then Daifi, and like, mm. I would say I would say Morzine's probably all those places combined. Yeah, so yeah. My, my mind would just be blown. I would say. Aye, you didn't go to the trail centres then, like Bike Park Wales or Revolution or anything like that. Ah, oh, we did Revs now. That um, we did Revs the second day. That that was that was unreal. It was unreal. I hear it's steep as man. Uh, it wouldn't be wouldn't be massively steep, but like but right. some some of the jumps on are colossal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's for 
it's certainly not a beginner's or maybe not even intermediate, is it? It's higher level than that. No, there's some stuff. There's definitely stuff you, you know you could start on early on in the day and then progress, you know, and then right. the get on the stuff, you know, and die fire as well. It would be the trails would be very long and there's there's big jumps on them as well, but they would be. If I was doing it again, I'd probably swap two days round, go to go to die fire on the Saturday and then go to revs on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely. No, you, you can go. You don't have to go and go like a madman. You know, you can go and just take your time and enjoy mm-hmm. it and just build your speed up. Definitely. Yeah, is, is yeah. there cheater? Is there cheater lanes? You know, past the jumps. Oh, there's 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 like black jumps. You know, there's there big gaps and maybe maybe four or five foot higher than the ones that are on the main line. You can just sort of veer off, but there's there's jumps for sort of everybody. You can jump. They're all safe. You no, know, mm-hmm. nobody's going to die. Yeah. It's my worst nightmare going up to something like that and hitting it and realising there's like a freaking 10 foot gap or something. <laughs> oh, well, that would be hell enough to be honest, but, you know, um, no, they're all, they're all pretty, pretty well marked out in this that now. And, you know, you could do, I say, there's jump on, jump on the main line, or you can go off the main line and do like a, a big, a big step up or something like that there. It's, uh, mm-hmm. well, well worth going to, definitely. Aye, and wheels is all—they're all, all kind of quite close to each other, aren't they? You know what I mean. So you've got a lot of a lot of choice there. I think they were about an hour and a half off the boat, and then maybe another forty-five minute, then hour drive, sort of to the next place the next day, and then you sort of coming back on yourself, going to die fire on the Sunday. Yeah. So it's you know it's the longest part is going to Dublin. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Class, class. Yeah, that would be that would be nice to hit. Yeah, for sure. We had such a good weekend too. The weather was absolutely man. Blue sky for three days. Class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unreal. What time of year did you go? I think it was at the end of September. I think it was. Right. And what's the setups like? Good all, very professional uplifts and Oh, uh, just uh, as soon as you land back, there's a a, a bus waiting for you to go. Like that's you know hanging about there at all. And they were doing like pods and things, um, and a few of the places because of COVID. You know, so you had that was just us guys had a land over to ourselves and stuff. So right, yeah. You know, it was just as soon as, soon as you were back down again, it was there to just take you straight back to the top. Like it's you do a lot of miles, you know, a lot of mileage, but it's the buzz and it's well worth the money. Like it's see one thing when it comes to that there to me, money is no object. If you're like having a good time, doesn't matter to me what it costs. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a lot of down. Well, you're, you know, it's you're just on the bike so much and doing, you know, rather than pedaling up a hill, you're, you know, you're working on your skills, you're building all that up, you're getting better a lot faster, really, right? Yeah, indeed, yeah, yeah, indeed. You're not just, just not just thinking. You're, you're having to think the whole time because you're just down straight back up again. You're just back in it, back in it, back in it. Just yeah. so rapid. Yeah, and faci- facilities and all good. Toilets, cafe, shops, that kind of thing. Uh, revs now, yet again, COVID, so there was sort of very little happening, you know, aye. toilets, I, um, cafe was sort of half going, uh, Stineog as well, it was, there was good setup there, good, good, good place, cafe in the set and but that die-fi, like it was, that place is, it's unreal, cafe was in full swing, um, big cafe area, like, sort of like a, like a log cabin, Plenty of parking, just uh, good, real, real good setups. Like wow. nothing, nothing here like it at all. Not even close to it. Yeah, wow, interesting. Yeah, it must be an awesome, must be an awesome scene right there, man. I would say, I couldn't, I couldn't even describe what size the car park is, but it was, it was full. Basically, yeah. I think they, they said there was um, seven, eight landovers going steady. Jeez, maybe, maybe more. Like, it's only a matter of time do we see a lot of world-class riders coming out of summer like that. I would say, yeah, because there was boys, like, we thought we were flying. <laughs> there was boys at the finish jump there, it's like a big, massive tabletop, and these guys were backflipping stuff over it, and you're like standing oh, sh- And you're, you're maybe about six foot off the ground, these boys, these boys are backflipping. Hi, <laughs> it's nuts, man, right? Uh, it's different, different gravy. Oh, it is. It is. I've experienced that in snowboarding more than anything. You know, 
you think you're getting on well, you're coming down and you're you're doing a back flip, and then there's some young kid comes out of the trees. He's about fourteen, and he does freaking double back flip with some kind of McCork thing thrown in or something. And you're just like, what even is the point? <laughs> just just put you just put you back in your box. <laughs> exactly. That's it. You, you you know you're in, you're in the top of the world for a while, and then you see something like that, and you're like, oh well, there we go. <laughs> You know, you know, yeah. uh, calm yourself down. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> well, listen, bud, I've kept you long enough. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And it was great to get a chat with you and get you on the show. No problem, man. Thanks very much. Well, listen, good luck for 2021. And I'm certainly going to be at some of the events. So we'll hook up. I'll buy you a coffee or whatever your drink of choice is at that time. Depends what time I see you, I suppose. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. All right. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. Well, listen, thanks so much. And, uh, Take care out in the trails, and I hope uh, I hope to see you at some events over the summer. Cheers, guys. Thank you. That's a wrap for episode 184. And Beefy, thanks so much, sir, for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed our chat, and it was great to get you on the show. And I know there's a lot of guys out there that want to hear from you, so I think this episode will go down really well. And I think a lot of people will tune in to hear what you have to say because you're such a big character in the MTB scene here in Ireland, and um, people just want to know more about you so it'll, it'll be good you've laid it all on the line for them so so good stuff but i hope you enjoy your episode and i hope to see you at some of the events over this upcoming race scene now folks if you want to know more about beefy more about what we chat about just simply go to the show notes mtb-tribe.com where you'll get links there to beefy socials you'll find a couple of videos and stuff like that and uh, links to the sponsors and stuff for the Chain Reactions Belfast Cycle Team and um, just quick and easy links for you to access. Now if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to help support the show the best way is simply by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. So five star ratings and reviews are always, always welcome and thanks for doing that. Now, if you're not on Apple, don't worry, you can find and subscribe via Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts from. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the podcast. Now, you can also get involved on socials. We are at MTB Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. You can contact me there, PM me there, or if you want to email, info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all emails and I will get back to you. So that's the end of the Chain Reactions Belfast Cycles Team Series. We got the four riders on, and I think we maybe need to look at getting some of the team on, eh? Some of the behind-the-scenes team. Mechanics managers i think we'll need to do that so bear with me you may see something like that in the near future it would be great to get those guys on and have a chat and see what goes into making this team tick so until then folks until next week get the bikes out hit the trails and stay mtv stoked